Well, we've got a, a treat today. One of our favorites, maybe our favorite, Bethany Hallam. County council, also county council candidate, <laughs> spending lots of time on the road, I assume, right? All over the county. All over the county. You've been, uh, now, I keep I always hear this word, canvassing. Yeah. What does that mean? Door knocking. When people come to your door with a piece of literature asking you to vote for a candidate, or even people canvass for issues as well, it means door knocking. Do people answer the door? I would say, well, it depends when you go. On Sunday's best day for, for people answering the doors because they're chilling at home, <laughs> doing chores, you know, watching the game. That's the best day for doing it. If you can't have a store in the week, you can imagine a lot of people aren't there. They're in the middle of working from home, so they don't answer. You just leave the literature at the door. So you're like, uh, like the Jehovah Witnesses or the, I mean, the other people that walk through neighborhoods and solicit, right? Is yes. what you're saying, basically. Yeah, ring doorbells have really changed canvassing a lot. I can definitely yes. say that. What? People look in and they see it's you. No, we're not We're not coming. Suddenly the TV goes off, the lights go yeah. off, they get real quiet. <laughs> that, that's the thing. I mean, uh, that's the thing about those ring doorbells. I didn't even think about that, but the ring doorbells, they would have been good for me because I always, uh, when I would look out the window, Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> We're not doing this, you know? Oh, sometimes I'm knocking a door even without a ring doorbell, and I hear people, like, shushing each other inside yes. so that nobody knows they're home. It's okay. If you don't want to talk to us, just don't answer. We'll leave something at your door. Uh, there's that, and there's also, you know, the, 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 the Comcast and Verizon people. I swear to God, it was like 10 years in a row I switched my cable company because Comcast people would come through the neighborhood. Hey, we're going to offer you this deal for a year, right. you know, or two years. Then the next year, the Verizon people would come through and it'd be a better deal. Yeah. You know, I just kept jumping back and forth. Yes. Canvassing neighborhoods. Yeah. All over the county. I mean, it is a big county. I, I know in 2019, our plan was to knock every single door in the county, every Democrat in the, in the county. It's impossible. But we try and we make sure that we're all over the county in different areas. Uh, you know, the city gets a lot of attention because it's a really dense concentration of voters. But voters are all over the county and a lot of neighborhoods really get left out. Do you think it's because in, in, in certain neighborhoods they don't? Well, they don't. They just don't participate. They just don't. They don't realize it's county race actually affects them or whatever. Do, do you think there's some places where, in other words, these county races? Do you think there's some places where people are more active than others? Oh, I'm sure of it. And I mean, that's the data that we use to make canvassing plans. Is we look at where are voters turning out, and often where are voters not turning out? Because how else are they going to know that there's an election unless we go and knock their door? Unless we make sure we're letting them know that is our job as candidates is to make sure that everyone knows there's an election. Everyone knows what the offices, what they do that are on their ballot, and. And most importantly, who the people are that are running for those offices, what they stand for, what their records are, and what their plans are for the term if they get elected. Bethany uh, Hallam, from the county council uh, woman, and of course uh, you are in a race. And uh, I guess we should start here. That uh, you're sort of your boss, I guess, right, Rich Fitzgerald? He's not my boss, <laughs> Paul. The county, the county he wishes. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Endorsed your opponent. Shocker, huh? Well, I mean, that, that, now, now, here's the thing. I'm not, you know, I'm, I've never ran for office. How, how important are those endorsement type things? I mean, is there, are endorsements important? Because here's the thing. I could go through every race that I've followed, uh -huh. and everybody has a bunch of endorsements. 
So my yeah. question is, how important are these endorsements? I think the most important endorsements come from community organizations, issues-based organizations. Um, in, in political circles, you know, everyone calls the Rich Fitzgerald endorsement the kiss of death. So it's kind of a thing that you don't want in your race. Um, so as soon as I saw that, I knew it was coming. Um, I knew he had been behind her from the beginning. Uh, but, yeah, it was just a, a nice gift wrapped and placed in front of okay, me. Okay, well, yeah. then uh, you know, here's, here's the thing I don't understand. Sarah... Weinstein, Lamb, mm -hmm. you, Joanna, mm -hmm. every one of you is endorsed by like labor councils. Like, how are we supposed to know which labor unions are? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I'm looking at all of these endorsements. I'm like, well, that guy says a labor this this union. That guy says this union. Which, uh, are there some that carry more weight than others? I don't know. So there's a labor council where it's all, it's representatives from all the different labor unions all over the county who does an endorsement. And then some unions do individual endorsements as well. And so, I mean, I guess you just figure out what organizations are most aligned <laughs> with you. And then you, hopefully that but helps you What I'm you saying vote. is, it seems like all of the quote unquote union co they've canceled each other out basically like if you're a union person you can vote for any of the any of the candidates because they're all endorsed by some union exactly and so there are definitely more progressive unions there are definitely more conservative unions and so i think when you look at which unions endorse which candidates you can kind of figure that out um the uh the race uh have you been out and about uh, how is how, are, how is your message being received? And, of course, uh, there was the uh, accusations about uh, uh, drug dealing and all that stuff from yeah. your opponent. How has that, has that had any effect on what's going on? Oh, yeah. I get a lot of great reception on the doors. Um, I, I've really noticed negative campaigning doesn't work. And a lot of people, that's what they resort to because they don't have anything else to talk about. I don't even say my opponent's name. And most people, when I go to the doors, don't know her name either. And that's how we win elections, is spreading a message that is positive, that has a vision for what we're going to do for Allegheny County, not just talking negatively about our opponents. People are sick of that. It's why people get so turned off from electoral politics. It's because of mudslinging. They don't know what's true and what's false. They don't know which uh, you know journalist organizations that they should trust. And so really, it's just having those one-on-one -on -one conversations on the door are the most valuable things you can do. Well, that, that, is, that is definitely true. But the bottom line is, uh, especially in national elections, the negative campaigning does work. Otherwise, they wouldn't all resort to it they all resort to it right yeah I mean, if you think about it they all do in national but I, I i tend to agree with you i think locally you know you have to be able to articulate what your message is and help people figure out like what are you going to do for them why should they vote for you it's not just oh the other guy he sucks you know but actually what are you going to bring to the table what is your plan how are you going to accomplish that plan what coalitions have you built to work together with other folks to accomplish that plan. What what uh, have you guys had? I, mean, I saw you had a, like a little mini debate type thing or something. Have you actually had a, a full blown debate where you were both on the same stage and got to ask questions and things of the such? We have had a few different forums, which are just like hey, like last night, um, all of the countywide candidates gave like a three minute speech down at Point Park. The county executive race had a full on debate. Um, we've only had one that my opponent showed up for. The, what, the forum? Debate. 
Oh, yeah, some actual like questions that are asked. Only one of them out of all of them that have happened did my opponent actually show up and answer questions. So okay, so we, you, we it's only happened once, is what you're saying? Yeah, I always show up. <laughs> yeah, I'm I sure will you continue do. showing up. Uh, I know. I'm sure you know. Don't yeah. ever miss an opportunity <laughs> to be not. in front of a microphone, right? That's for sure. <laughs> Never. It's the only way you you help people find out what you stand for and what you're doing and what you plan to do. Yeah. I don't know why you would ever shy away from questions. Well, I mean, I think that's the thing that's most frustrating about the whole uh, thing, you know, with uh, President Biden saying that he's not going to debate next year in, in the primaries. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yes. And they, they, they don't want him to. I mean, obviously, they don't want him to debate for a very good reason. But my point is, in the primaries, why wouldn't you want Democratic voters to hear other Democrats bring up other ideas? Yeah, usually when I've seen, I mean, I encountered the same thing in 2019. My opponent didn't show up for a single debate in 2019. Um, and I think it's because they don't have a message. They don't know what they're going to talk about. And, it, you know, when looking at a national politics, that's probably strategic, right? It's like, hey, we're pretty sure we have this one in the bank. And so we don't want but, anything to be used against us in a primary that may be then used against us in the general election against the well, Republicans. The less that Joe Biden talks, the better it is for Joe Biden. There are local candidates where that is true about them as well. <laughs> the less that he talks, <laughs> yes, the less that he talks, the better it is for him. There's no question about it. And yeah. that's that's really the strategy that they have for him. So, But it, it's a shame. It disenfranchises voters. Voters deserve to be informed. It's why we see such low turnout is because – a lot of people say, well, I don't want to weigh in on something that I don't know what's going on about. So it's our job to make sure that they do know what's going on and what each candidate is. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that that's, uh, that's, uh, that's absolutely part of the democratic process. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, you, you have my offer here. I would gladly host a debate between you two. I oh, mean, I'm <laughs> down anytime, Paul. You yeah, let me know. You offer that to her and see what I'll, I'll she says. I'll sit right there and you can sit right there. I love I'll, that. I'll, throw, I'll ask the questions. But we're going to, we got Bethany. We're going to get into some issues and uh, different things going on and we're going to do all that. So Bethany, uh, let's get right into it, you know, uh, uh, with uh, some of the things that are really going to be facing the next county government. Be at the exec, be at the county, right? Um, we, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start with, I'll start with a story that was out. I don't know about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually Rich Fitzgerald sat right in that chair and I asked him the same questions. Did you sanitize it after? <laughs> this, come on now, he's a good, he's a good dude. Come on, man, I like him a lot. Anyway, don't put me in that spot. Just anyway, um, and 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 I and I and, I, and, I, and contrary to what you think, I think he's done really good things for the county. But one thing that is true, I mean, you know, we've there's been a couple. There was a couple stories written about it. There was some business leaders talking about it. Is over the last five years, fifty thousand jobs have left the county. Yeah. So, as county government, I mean, you know, I. I I know there are other priorities here and there, but mm-hmm. I think paying the bills, meaning having jobs and having, you know, companies wanting to come here. I mean, what is what are your thoughts on that? Number one. And number two, what what are your ideas for trying to uh, spur business? Well, I think, first of all, we need to evaluate the people who have been in office based off the things that have happened while they've been there. Right. So 50,000 jobs. Why are people leaving? Right. Because businesses can't be sustainable without people to patronize them, people to work there. And so I think that's really what we need to focus on is why do people not want to come here? Why do people who live here not want to stay here? I think it actually ties in a lot to the property tax assessment stuff that we've been uh, talking about, hearing about in the news lately. Um, It's inevitable. The court is going to order a 
countywide reassessment. Like that's likely, right? Um, and so that is one of the things is that people are coming here and they cannot project how much it's going to cost them to live here, right? They have no idea if they buy a house that's assessed at this and they're budgeting their entire home purchase based off of can we afford all of the expenses, including our property taxes. Then they're getting taken to court in an appeal by a municipality or a school district and they're ending up paying way more than they were budgeting for. So that's a problem. Additionally, we know over and over again, we hear about it, but it's a fact we have some of the worst air quality in the entire nation. Every day, if you look, there's an um, air air quality index that shows you how much pollutions so are in the air. Right. It's it's a unhealthy place for people to live. So you're 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 telling me right now that the reason that businesses are not coming here and leaving here is air quality. I'm saying it is one of the contributing factors for why people aren't coming here, and I think that that's why businesses aren't coming here and businesses aren't staying here. So so so, what is your plan to clean the air quality? Oh, definitely has to do with holding the polluters accountable, right? They're paying little drop in the bucket fines when it comes to it. And then the air quality fund that exists that those fines are going towards polluters pay a fine. The fine goes to this fund. The fund is not being spent towards addressing air quality. And, you know, when it comes to businesses, that's my full time job, right? I'm director of operations at a small business resource center in, in Wilkinsburg. And so that's what we do is we help businesses grow. And a lot of them just face so many bureaucratic obstacles towards getting their business up and running towards being successful. We don't have a county government that actually supports small businesses that has, that's actually investing in the communities that are the most blighted. You drive up and down main streets of different municipalities in Allegheny County, and you see blighted buildings, abandoned storefronts. There's this one that I drove by. Where was I? I was somewhere just the other day, and they had a fake facade on the front, like looked like a storefront, but was really just a closed building with nothing in there. That's what our solutions are, as opposed to actually enticing businesses to come here. We need to have a fund that specifically supports small businesses that are opening up in the area. We need to have living wage for every worker that comes here, set a standard that says workers do not deserve less than this. That's how you bring people here. Do you think the corporate tax rate has something to do with businesses leaving? Do you think the tax rate period in this county has something to do with it? No, I don't. No. That hasn't changed. In the, in the same period, that hasn't changed in the period so, that the businesses have declined. So the, the number of people that I know that are, are moving to Butler County and Westmoreland County and Beaver County because property taxes are so much cheaper. Property that, that taxes for homeowners. No, I said that. That was okay, the first point I pointed I'm out. Saying, yeah. I'm just saying there, th these are things uh, I, I never hear any solutions to some of the taxation issues. In fact, all of the solutions I hear from politicians mm -hmm. are going to cause more taxes. So the reality is that once a reassessment happens, the millage rate will likely go down. Our millage rate will actually decrease because of anti-windfall provisions in state law. So any reassessment that happens, regardless of what form it happens through, our millage rate will go down. So that's definitely a bonus. But also think about all the corporations, especially the corporate nonprofits who pay no taxes at all, especially the UPMCs of the world, how much more revenue we would have that the millage rate could potentially go down for everyone even more if just these big, wealthy, billion-dollar corporations paid their fair share, we which they're not. That, we were told that about the casino, and it hasn't done a thing. Yeah, the casino, definitely. You ask me about that all the time. Where does the money go? <laughs> I could not here? even just, tell you. But property taxes you. specifically are yeah. under the purview of Allegheny County right. government. We were, we were told, though, that you know if we put casinos in the state, it would help towards things like that and funding yep. schools and all this. Uh, no, it's amazing how few politicians... There are, which I don't know that I've run into one that actually knows 
what that tax money actually I couldn't does. tell you. I, I actually think that that might be a state-level tax that we could talk to state legislators about, but I couldn't tell you where the casino tax money goes. Anyway, she's Bethany. We're, uh, we've got to get to traffic. We got her for another half hour. We're happy about that. We're going to continue to talk about things and probably argue about things, and I'll educate you some. You know, uh, one of the things, uh, Bethany, that people are uh, talking a lot about uh, in, in Allegheny County, obviously, are uh, some of the things still going on uh, in downtown. Yeah. I know that's not your completely your jurisdiction, but, but it is. It is in the county. Um, the city is in the county. You know, we've tried to bring county police down, uh, I guess, to help out in downtown. Uh, we've I've seen actually county police used in other areas. Um, I mean, what 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 needs that? I mean, the biggest problem that you have is that when you look at the crime per se. One of the, it's it's not just crime, it's the perception of crime, right? So Correct. you've got all of these places where there's a lot of drugs going on on the street. I mean, if you walk down Smithfield Street, like Anthony in Oakland says, if you walk down Smithfield Street, it's like, uh, what does he say, the apocalypse, yeah? It is true. I mean, it's just there's zombies and there's, you know, it's not good, but there's not a good solution either. That's I the problem. So how do you, or what would your solution be, or what would you suggest to try and clean up some of what's going on downtown, not just crime, but some of the stuff that makes it so people don't want it. Whatever you can, you can, we can sit here and argue all day about what, but if people perceive a place not to be safe, mm -hmm. if they go to they a place won't go there. And, and they, you know, it's, it's dirty or overrun with, you know, urine or whatever, they're not going to go there. So, right. you know, we can argue all day about, whether, you know, open-air drug markets are good or bad. But to me, we've got to do something about it. What would you say is a solution? Agree. So I spent a lot of time downtown, right? So uh, the three things that I see is the biggest problems that, that people complain about downtown are uh, people who are homeless, who are in the streets, uh, people who are actively using drugs in the streets, and kids who are wilding out in the streets, right? Those are the three problems. And so I think there are three solutions that fit pretty pretty well with those three things. First of all, people don't have homes, give them shelter, right? We have shelters that as soon as we open them, they're at capacity. We need to build housing and we need to build housing that is close to where other support services are, right? So that's so we don't go out into the so boonies more, of Allegheny County and so build- more, So more homeless shelters. Homeless shelters, but yeah. also just transitional housing, but, not just shelters because shelters aren't meant to be long-term. They're meant to be temporary. We need to get people off the streets and these people don't want to be on the streets. They want housing. And then once you give them housing, that's when you can connect them with the services, whether it's they need help with mental health Health, help with substance use disorder. A lot of them have um, underlying medical conditions that haven't been treated in a long time because they don't have a stable home. They can't get jobs because they don't have an address or somewhere to shower or somewhere to keep clothes to get ready for work. So that's a simple issue. If you have somebody that prioritizes housing, that will get the people who are homeless off the streets. Well, that is true. But the problem is we have these shelters and we have places and it, they, it's, it seems like Many of the people that we want to put in these places are resistant to it. Because they're full, because they have really strict rules specifically about belongings you can bring with you, people you can bring with you if you have a partner or someone you've been on the streets with for a long time. Um, you know, I know a lot of people have pets and that was a barrier to them in getting into shelters. But again, shelters are only meant to be temporary. These people don't just need temporary help. They need somebody to set them up for success long term. And so I think it's shelters as the first piece, but then actually just building housing. 
you know, expanding the Allegheny County Housing Authority to have properties that are actually centrally located to the services that people need. You cannot connect people with the social services and the mental health support that everybody wants to talk about without first giving them housing so that they have a safe place in order to be met and receive those services. And then the second thing, people using drugs. The state Senate yesterday just, I think, almost unanimously passed a uh, ban on overdose prevention centers. Overdose prevention centers are facilities where people who are right now using drugs on the streets can go to but, use but, drugs and not die. But I think, but I think if you read what they said and mm -hmm. why they voted it down, they're right. We shouldn't be enabling people to do drugs. But those people, as you say, people see on the streets all the time are already doing drugs. And how else can we get them to stop doing drugs unless we have them in a place where we are helping <laughs> them and keeping them alive? Paul, you know, I have been to dozens of rehabs. I, I understand right? that. But I went through 10 years of using drugs and I had every support that I could possibly have. I had, for the most time, stable housing. I had health insurance. I had a family yes. who loved and supported me, who were able to make sure I got treatment. And it still took me 10 years to get off of that. Well, but my point is... If you just are having these these places, uh, you know, where people can go and know that they're going to get safe, uh, what what is it? Overdose protection. So I can do my drugs, and I know that you know what? If I OD, someone's going to save me. Is that basically? Or they can they they're not allowed to give me clean needles, but they can give me alcohol pads to make sure my needles are clean. Things like that, right? Well, there are already you, needle exchange you, programs. Aren't, too, aren't you but... enabling drug use? No, because it, no one is going to start doing drugs just because you over, but, open but, an overdose prevention is, center. My point is, if there isn't something tied to that that says, we'll let you do this once, but we're going to put you in a rehab somewhere. But that's what Why keeps people out it? of those. There's already places like that that have conditions. Same with diversionary programs in the courts. There should be conditions. I think we support people to keep them alive. Once somebody dies, you never get the chance to help them. People who use for decades and then finally got but help again, and now they're alive today. But again, my point is there should be conditions. We're not just going to enable you to use drugs and not have you go somewhere to try and get help. But you offer the services to them. You have no other way to get them to offer them the services unless they're alive. People can't get help the door, if they're dead. If you walk through the doors mm -hmm. of my place, sure. you're going to... I'm going to watch you do your thing. We're going to have medical professionals. Once you do your thing, you're going to walk out the back door and into the rehab facility. What's the difference uh, between that and a rehab then? I mean, a lot of people aren't ready for rehab. You have to help them and support but them again, through rehab, that process. Rehab is a process. Sure. So you go through rehab, right? The first time it doesn't work. The second time it doesn't work. But it's a process. you got to get the process started at some point. I, I don't disagree with and, you at and, all. And I, I completely disagree with this idea that somehow, oh, well, you know, people have to be ready for rehab. No, if you're going to come in here and seek services that we, as taxpayers, are going to pay for, mm -hmm. you're going to show us that you actually are interested in getting help. And so if they're not ready to get help, then they get to die? Is that well, what you're I, saying? I, 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 again, my point is that that's their choice. So the reality is people are using drugs. People are always going to use I, drugs. I, people I, have I, used I, drugs since the beginning of time. Most people use drugs such as alcohol and think that it's so different than any other drug that we're illegal. talking about today. But why are they illegal? At a point, alcohol was illegal, I'm too. Saying, I'm, I'm saying a lot of drugs are, are fentanyl, you know, opioids. A lot of these drugs are illegal, and yet people are using them. Alcohol is illegal for people under the age of 21, and lots of kids use alcohol. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So what I'm saying is overdose prevention centers save lives. End of day. End of the story. They save lives. In the overdose I prevention that, centers I, that I exist. I think that the data that I've seen on that huh? is very, very, very. Thousands very, of lives have been saved. Very, very. And not very, one person has died in an overdose prevention center ever. Okay. In, in, ever. in the prevention center that you're right. They haven't died. So, so if everyone felt comfortable and not pressured 
to go to somewhere. So, so wait, so what you're saying is we should just open up centers for people to go do drugs with medical professionals watching them because... Because then you can screen them for diseases. Then you can help them with any so untreated what happens, ailments. What happens four hours later when they do their drugs again? Only they do it in the in the in the comfy confines of their own apartment. Are they then at risk of dying? Aren't of they? Of course, then? they're at risk of dying. Yeah, Anytime you point. use a loan, you're at risk that's of dying. The point. But so, we're talking. You so, were specifically so talking thing, about people in the streets. They don't have an apartment to go and do drugs. Okay, in. well, but they go back to the streets and do drugs. Right, where it's unsafe. My they don't point, want to do drugs in the point, street. My point is, if you're going to bring them in to do this, you should also be trying to get them. Not actually they are trying to. Trying. You should be. You should be putting them in rehab. No, you were right the first time. No, they are trying. We, you should be to help putting them. them in rehab. Otherwise, why are we enabling you to use drugs? When you make that mandatory, people don't use the center. There are lots of places people could go right now that would send them straight to rehab. How many people do you think? Are going to go every single time to the center to to use their to 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 shoot. I up. know that people will not be on the streets using drugs, which is the pe people's complaints about downtown. If we had a place where they could go and do it safely and get the supports that they need, get connected I, with I, housing, I, get connected so with mental health treatment. I completely disagree with that. Well, and the cities, I'll send you some the studies. Cities, the cities that have these centers, mm -hmm. guess what? They still have people out on the street doing drugs because they don't have enough. Because there's so <laughs> okay, many barriers I mean, to people doing it. But in in Allegheny County, that's this? our biggest spot. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take oh I don't know Market Square mm -hmm. right, shut it down and make it a drug center. What and about all the businesses in Market Square? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, just make it a drug center, a big drug center where everybody can come. So we never have anyone on the street. Are you talking about an open air drug market? I'm talking about a control drug market i'm saying wait, let's let's have medical professionals in there and every single person in the street can go in there and and we know we won't have market square anymore but at least we won't have people doing drugs on the street what is the difference between that and an overdose prevention center that's my point it's silly no yours is silly because yours, it really impacts the businesses no, 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 of market you're square basically saying you're basically saying well there's just not enough of these places let's have more. we don't have a single one here okay. we, we don't have a single one so people are using drugs in the street they're using puddle water to so inject where, their where, drugs where, they're where, using dirty where needles are you put it where are you going to put it I, I that would be up to I guess the city. Where we, where are you going to put it? Because they tried to put one in Philadelphia in Kensington neighborhood. And Kensington neighborhood said we don't want all these drug addicts coming into our neighborhood. There, that's that's the point. So it would be the people who are saying that they are already having a problem with people <laughs> using drugs in their neighborhood. So that would be downtown. You could put it right on Smithfield Street if that's what you want to do. And, and, and that and, and somewhere that is accessible. That really, is the most important. Do you really part. think that that? Do you really think that's going to? To, 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 to solve the problem. Here's the thing. I don't think any one of these solutions is going to solve all the problems. But what I think we can do is something that we haven't yet tried. We've tried doing the same things over and over again. They don't work. Let's try something different. What? Well, okay. See, that's your standard talking point. I get it. It but, is because but, this is different and nobody will try it. And yet the data shows what's, that it works. What's different? Overdose prevention centers. It doesn't work. It that's does. That's the point. Anyway. Which site where it says I, it doesn't work? I people don't die. Will. I absolutely will. Well, again, people don't die in the center, but that doesn't mean that it prevents them from dying of overdoses three hours later when they do it on the on the street. It does, because if the well, center wasn't there, they'd do it on the street and they would have overdosed without any help. My point is they did it in the center and then three hours later they OD'd somewhere else. So I think I'm, you're making that situation up. I'm not up. making the situation <laughs> up. I, I mean, this, is, this is one of the main, main objections to these things. Anyway, this is why we love her. Well, that was uh, uh, that was a, a good discussion with Bethany, but unfortunately, we, we ate up a lot of time with it, which is you know naturally that's generally what happens when you and I get together. But um, <laughs> next time we'll 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 talk about Jane Fonda. But ah! anyway, um, 
real quickly, I mean, someone's on the line. Unfortunately, we, we didn't even get to some of these phone calls. They want to talk to you. They all want to talk to you. Um, but uh, someone wants to know about early voting. When when does when does voting for this primary start and everything else? Uh, yeah, so you can already vote if you uh, you have until Tuesday to request your mail in ballot. You can also until Tuesday if downtown is easy for you to get to. You can go to five forty two Forbes Avenue. It rhymes. Uh, it's the county office building, and you can actually go to elections division and do what's called over-the-counter voting. It's what people call early voting, but we don't really have early voting in Pennsylvania. And so what you do is you basically go to elections division, you apply for your mail-in ballot, you are given your mail-in ballot, you fill it out, and you submit it all on the spot, and you're done. So you can do that uh, any day until Tuesday. You can, again, apply for a mail-in ballot until Tuesday, and then election day is the following Tuesday. I cannot believe it's less than two weeks away tuesday may 16th from 7 a.m till 8 p.m the polls are open there are a little under two dozen polling locations that change so if you have a polling location that was changed for this election you received a postcard in the mail about your new location if you did not receive a postcard you can go in person where you usually go to vote so there you have it right and um, uh, i'm sure you'll be Harvesting ballots of dead people and things of the such, right? <laughs> you know, I'm hoping for a high turnout this election, though, yeah. for real. I It was under 20% in 2019 for this same cycle four years ago. Um, they're predicting at least 30% turnout because we have mail-in voting now. Uh, but I think people just need to realize how important these local elections are. We have statewide judge elections on the ballot. We have uh, common pleas judge, Allegheny County judge elections on the ballot. We have magisterial district judges, which are like, you know, when you go to the Magistrate, you get a traffic ticket. Those are on your ballot. I would never know about that. Count, yes, county. Actually, <laughs> yours specifically is up this year, so you need to check that yeah. out. Um, county executive election, county council at large. You know, I'm a little biased about that one. Um, county controller, um, county treasurer, district attorney, um, and then half of all your school board seats where you live, half of all your borough council, board of commissioners, city council, all of that. All of that is up right now. These are the races that affect your life more than what's going on in Washington, D.C., more than what's going on in Harrisburg. If you care about potholes and dress codes mm-hmm. and what your kids are being taught in school, if you care about property taxes, if you care about the jail, the legal system, the air and water, all of these things are on your ballot right now, so vote on May 16th. Are you done? I'm done. Anyway, there's their best advertisement we could give you for uh, voting right there.